Hey there, welcome to Inclusive Technology for All, episode 49, which is scheduled to be released on July 15, 2019. I'm Mike Murata, and this episode will bring you information about inclusive and assistive technology to increase independence, whether it's technology for inclusive classroom learning or tools for community success. Inclusive technology has become more available for everyone. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Let me know how I'm doing and share topics you want to learn about. I'd be happy to add that to the podcast for an upcoming episode. Just leave your audio message via SpeakPipe at speakpipe.com slash ITF's podcast. All right, let's dive in. I'm so excited for this episode's interview. I've been working with Karen Janowski this past week conducting UDL training for the school district in Lynn, Massachusetts. Uh, This is our fourth summer conducting this training and introducing educators to the UDL principles and ways to provide flexible learning environments that promote success for every student. For one of the days this week, we had Hillary Goldthwaite Fowles would join us and share her passion for providing effective learning experiences. Hillary and I have been talking about doing this interview since ATIA in January, and it finally happened this week. Well, why the interview itself was a free-flowing back-and-forth conversation, uh, my new recording equipment didn't quite cooperate. Uh, Hillary sounds great, but my microphone wasn't up to the challenge. Uh, so I chopped up all the audio from the interview, and we'll introduce each clip with new recordings. Oh, well, what can you do? It's great to try new things. And just like Karen and I have been saying all week to the Lynn educators, we model failure all the time and we're always learning. Next time we'll be better for sure. So Hillary, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Mike, I am so glad to be here today. We've had so much fun today with the folks at Lynn, Massachusetts doing um, UDL. My name is Hillary Goldthwaite Fowles. I'm an assistive technology specialist, UDL lover and accessibility advocate. And I teach in Maine, but I love to travel and find new experiences and sharing the joy of UDL interwoven with this wonderful framework called the Innovator's Compass. The Innovator's Compass is a framework that was developed by Ella Benner, who's also from Massachusetts. And it's rooted in design thinking principles, but it's a proactive process to help you get unstuck. It consists of five questions that you ask and the process can be messy, it can be clean, it can be whatever you want it to be, but the end result of that is you actually have tangible action steps that you can build from as you are trying to get unstuck with everyday problems, whether it be um, an issue in your classroom or how to use assistive technology or learning about the UDL guidelines. It's a very, very powerful framework to use. We were able to run through the Innovators Compass process with the group, and it was really exciting to watch them embrace it. It really, really was to see their minds and to also give them this tool that really lets their own expertise shine. Educators come with such a variety of knowledge and expertise that as a trainer, when you come into that, I want to tap into that. And the Innovators Compass is beautiful for doing that. Um, it was nice to see people having choices of whether they wanted to work on their own or work in a group and find a guideline that made the most sense for them, that inspired them, that's something they really wanted to tackle 
and look at this through this lens of actually solving some problems around how do I implement this particular UDL guideline or how do I even big picture implement UDL or how do I find out what's currently happening or wow, I really wanna dream big about something and I don't have a vehicle to do that. This allows you to do all of that, but it allows you to do it in a way that makes sense for you as a person and you can go back and revisit it because just like the guidelines, they're not static, it's dynamic. And it was great to see everybody just embrace it and really be uncomfortable with kind of the flexibility and the fluidity that we had going on. It was interesting to see that, uh-oh, we don't, what's the time frame? What's this, what's that? And we just said, whenever you're done and let's just make it rich. And it wound up being a very powerful gallery of compasses now that we have around the room that are living, breathing artifacts that they can now refer to and actually use to inform practice and inform how the guidelines are being implemented in their setting and where they want to go. From there, it's very empowering. Hillary, walk us through the five steps of the Innovator's Compass, and I'll make sure that I add a link to the website in the show notes. There are five questions. So you you always focus on the, it's people. It's Ella always talks about POPIE, P-O-P-I-E. It's a neat acronym, but it's um, uh, the people, the observation, so what's currently happening, the principles, which is what matters the most, the... Um, kind of it, uh, print the people opposite principles and then the dream big this is where I get stuck this is the dream big part you're kind of thinking without limits that's the ideas and then the E is experiments so that's something you're willing to try and it comes kind of from that and it doesn't always have to go in that order you can mess around with that but it really helps you really bring yourself to a more compassionate empathetic and heart-centered place when you're solving problems as opposed to, oh my gosh, I got to get this, put this fire out and I'm panicking. It allows you to pause and really get to the root of what's going on and figure out, okay, I do have a solution. This isn't an intangible. This isn't an impossible. I really can do this. It's powerful to use with teachers. It's powerful to use with students. I use it um, as part of the evaluation process when I do assistive technology evaluations. In fact, we talked about this during the group discussion, the idea of marrying the innovator's compass to the AT evaluation process and with the set framework to help figure out what a student needs. Yeah. I, you know, I, Joy Zabal, I have to give a shout out here to Joy because as a new um, AT specialist 10 years ago, I had no idea. It was, I was literally, there was nobody in the state of Maine in the school district, so I had no idea what I was doing. And I went to our state technology programs, by the way, are amazing. I went to Maine site and Kathy Adams and, and John Brain and Cynthia Curry were instrumental in making me, you know, kind of aware of what was going on and enjoy. And finding the set framework gave me a compass, for lack of a better word, on how to do that. And then I met Ella. I'm like, these are like, it's like a Reese's peanut butter cup. It is. It is really like that. When you think about it, it's like a yin and yang. They fit perfectly together. Yeah. It was great, and so it's it's I it's almost like set your compass for lack of a better thing. But I float that over the set, and what it does is it gives the people that are part of the team because AT decisions, as you know, are team based. It's not just me telling you what to do; it's team based. It gives a voice to every member of the team, and it also gives ownership. That's a huge thing. We can make recommendations all day, 
but the people that are in the team, including the learner, especially the learner, because it brings the learner to the center in a more powerful way with that set mindset. And they really explicitly connect. It's beautiful. And then you have this end action step that is the person that puts that on there, that's what they're committed to doing. They're going to try that. And there's also this, it's okay if it doesn't work. It's okay if it fails. We'll try again. And we run through it again. It makes it fluid. I feel like it brings the set to life. And I feel like it makes the compass just so much more dynamic with the two together. Yeah, that's why I think about it as complementary because the compass adds depth to the set and the set adds the framework on top of the compass. And they kind of feed cyclically into each other. Yeah, absolutely. And when Joy talks about the reset, Mm -hmm. when you reset because it's not just static, that's where the compass really makes that reset powerful because I can send that out to my team. I don't have to meet face-to-face. I can be virtual. And Ella's resources are all free, just like Joy's. You can go to innovatorscompass.org and download. All she asks is that you use the hashtag innovatorscompass or tag Ella Benner on Twitter. You tag myself too. Um, and we share those. You know, We just love to see how those stories unfold and how it's being used to solve everyday problems. But it's been transformative in terms of providing training, meaningful learning experiences, and in assistive tech eval. So. That's great stuff. If people want to reach out to you and connect, what's the best way? The best way to reach out to me is um, on Twitter. My handle is HillaryGFPHDATP. You can also check out my site, um, www.HillaryHelpsLetterYouLearn.com or um, send me an email, Hillary at HillaryHelpsYouLearn.com, either way. Thanks, Hillary. I really appreciate you taking time to chat. Make sure to connect with Hillary and check out the Innovator's Compass for a powerful tool for problem solving. Even though AT Chat is on hiatus for the summer, there is still an opportunity to collaborate with our PLN. We're going to be doing a book club this summer. The book we're going to read is Everyday Instructional Coaching by Nathan Lang. I'll put the link to the book in the show notes. We're going to do this chat a little different this summer. We're going to start next week, July 17th. We'll start this slow chat. So we'll have one or two questions a week, and we're going to try something different. We're going to use Voxer as the platform. I'll add a link to the Voxer chat group in the show notes. Um, If you've never used Voxer, it's like a walkie-talkie. It's an app you can put on your smartphone. Uh, So it'll be a little different from the Twitter chat because we'll actually be able to hear each other and share little audio clips of each other as we have a conversation about the book. So hopefully you'll join us. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. Do you have an idea for a future episode? Leave an audio message via SpeakPipe at speakpipe.com slash ITS podcast with your suggestion. It may just appear on an upcoming episode. To stay current on all things inclusive and assistive technology, follow me on Twitter at MMATP and visit my website at MMATP.com for inclusive technology resources and all the previous podcast episodes. Bye for now.